Welcome to Herrick Does That, a podcast on current legal topics, relevant industry and legal trends, and significant developments in the law, brought to you by the attorneys of Herrick Feinstein. I'm Erwin Kishner, Herrick's executive chairman, and I want to thank you for joining us. Hi, everyone. This is Yariv Ben-Ari from Herrick Feinstein. I'm Herrick's co-chair of its Israel practice and hospitality practice, and I'm very excited to be with you again today on this podcast with my good friend Yoni Ophir, co-founder of Finova and Elysian. He's going to tell us all about this exciting world of metaverse today. Yoni, how are you? Hey, Arif. It's great uh, being with you again. And uh, thank you for having me. Where in the metaverse are you today? I'm in Tel Aviv. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the metaverse, it's in the real world, but yeah. Yoni, let's just jump right into it. What is metaverse that we're hearing about? Metaverse is a virtual place in which a lot of things are happening. It's kind of parallel to our uh, real world. Our kids probably know more about metaverse and it's very intuitive for them. Um, But it's going to be a big part of our lives, we believe, in the next future, in the next coming years. So I've been hearing about this uh, metaverse all over the place. And randomly in preparing for this podcast, my son walked up to me and he's like, Dad, can you download this app for me? And it was like uh, kids and metaverse and and social circumstances for kids. I was was shocked. First of all, how about you tell us a little bit about Elysian and, and what you're doing there? Just let's start there. Yeah, sure. So just by way of background, I don't come from the metaverse. I come from the real world. Um, so I, I started my career as actually as a lawyer for Paul Weiss in New York. This was 2005. I went to NYU Law School and Business School. After um, that period, I went to, I went to uh, investment banking for Raymond James in the restructuring group in New York. And then 2010, I came back to Israel, joined the debt fund. And in 2013, I joined uh, Altshuler Shacham, which is um, one of the largest uh, asset managers in Israel with close to $100 billion under management. And I was head of credit, uh, investment committee member and board member. And uh, that's how we got to know each other. Uh, we deployed, I deployed a few billions of dollars towards uh, real estate financing, um, buyouts, infrastructure, etc. Um, a lot had to do with the U.S., so a lot of the capital was deployed towards the U.S. And then uh, in 2018, you know, I started hearing about blockchain. Altruders started hearing about blockchain. And then uh, we started a joint hedge fund, which is called Finova Capital, that you introduced. And Finova is the first uh, institutional hedge fund focused on uh, digital assets. That's how I got to learn about um, uh, blockchain and uh, crypto. And the fund is, is, is active for the last uh, three years. And I've been co-founder of that fund and uh, co-managing it with, with my partner, Itai Nyuav. In the uh, parallel period, I also became very intrigued by the metaverse. Uh, in the fund itself, we started investing in uh, large metaverse tokens. Uh, the largest ones that I guess most people know about are Sandbox and Decentraland. And um, a few weeks ago, I also met um, a very savvy um, entrepreneur called uh, Yuval Soref, and we uh, co-founded um, Elysian, which is a metaverse uh, venture that is, is aiming to build something very special in that world. So when you say metaverse, I'll just expand on that. Uh, metaverse is a kind of a very broad definition of, of, of a space, right? It's, it's something that 
you can create. It's something that I can create. Uh, when you go back to the 2000s and, you know, there was a um, kind of a run, who's going to be the next big tech company? Um, and you had, uh, you know, you had Google, you had Amazon, Netflix, et cetera. You, you never knew. I mean, there were hundreds and thousands of companies. You never knew who are going to be uh, the winners in, in a specific space. And I think uh, what's going on with Metaverse is only the beginning. It's kind of parallel to what happened in the 2000s that now you have uh, several companies or several uh, ventures that want to be uh, a leading Metaverse uh, space. Now, the most well-known is, uh, of course, Facebook. Facebook decided as a strategic decision to change its name to Meta and focus on uh, the Metaverse. So what they're planning to do is have thousands of employees build the next metaverse. Now, when again, I'm going to back to that because when we say metaverse, then there may be a Facebook metaverse and you're going to have your own user and password to go into that uh, space. And there may be an Elysian uh, metaverse that you may want to go into, uh, Sandbox and, and Decentraland. Think about it as parallel worlds that each offer may offer something a bit different. And um, th there's also a very important differentiation in the respect of de uh, centralized and decent decentralized. Because when you think about your information, all of your uh, data on Facebook, it's, it's basically controlled by Facebook. I mean, all of your uh, interactions are recorded. Um, your pictures are on their cloud. Um, it's very different as a centralized organization from the whole idea of blockchain, which is decentralized, meaning it's owned, quote unquote, by uh, different unrelated computers. Um, and, and basically, there's no one entity that controls the information. It's basically spread it around uh, amongst a lot, a lot of computers. With, with all these different parallel worlds, is there the equivalent of a United Nations that's going to be set up to kind of talk between the worlds or allow people to go from uh, to harmonize between one world to the other world and kind of seamlessly transition to it? Or are we really talking about separate and distinct platforms that are not going to be interconnected right away? Yeah, so very good question. There's the term called inter interoperability, uh, meaning how do you connect between the different blockchains and the different worlds? And one of the challenges, uh, as we know from crypto, is how do you connect, how do you make Ethereum work, for example, with Solana? How do you work, how, how do you make one blockchain work in, in parallel to the other and kind of cooperate between the two? So, so yes, uh, there are a lot of uh, thinking and efforts put into um, harmonizing and connecting between different metaverses. Um, I think, you know, for our metaverse, for example, uh, we're thinking in, in cross-chain uh, terms, meaning it's it's going to be compatible with other platforms. And for example, if you hold NFTs or if you hold a certain avatar that is coming from, from a different blockchain, we, we will attempt to uh, accommodate that on our metaverse. Now, is there a UN that is kind of in charge of the whole thing? No, but um, you know, each metaverse will, will make an attempt to, I, I think in the future, either to be very unique in kind of closed garden uh, environment or kind of open environment. So each metaverse, in essence, at least as of now, we're talking about different worlds with different rules, each one guiding itself as to how it wants to to operate and govern and, and, uh, and so forth. So I guess 
you know, some interesting practical world items that are, are of interest, at least to me, coming from the real estate world. I understand that people are already selling, uh, quote unquote, real estate in the metaverse. And they're selling, uh, I mean, what was it? Somebody recently bought up uh, uh, the house next door to Snoop Dogg because he wanted to yes. live next to Snoop Dogg for like close to half a million dollars. <laughs> so um, that's amazing. It's just amazing. And I see they're setting up uh, virtual mortgage loan companies. And this is literally a- amazing to me. What are you seeing in terms of the, the real estate side of it? Are people literally coming to you and saying, you know what, you're establishing your world, whatever that metaverse world is, please sell me your, you know, fashion row, your financial district, your uh, theater. How are people talking about this? Yeah, so just last week, uh, you know, there was uh, over $300 million of uh, land sold by uh, the other side, which is kind of the uh, Board 8 NFT's uh, metaverse platform. I think when you, when you come to think about it and, and think about what you're doing in your everyday and, uh, and and think about real estate, think about it as a kind of a monopoly monopoly game. It's it's like you have a new universe. Um, that universe uh, has a limited amount of land, and on that. Otherwise, by the way, if it's not going to be limited to some extent, then it's endless. And if it's endless, how do you value that piece of land? So the idea would be to create something that does have limitations on the, on the amount of land that you can sell. Um, and then think about number of users, right? If, if there's going to be a metaverse with two users, probably worthless. But if you're going to have a metaverse with millions and millions of users that go in, play games, socialize, interact, transact between each other, now there's value, right? There's value in it. And if there's value in it and the land upon which they can walk, uh, drive a car, build a building, transact, then it's potentially worth a lot of money. And um, in connection with that, uh, we're seeing, and same goes for our metaverse, we're going to issue um, limited amount of uh, parcels of land. And that amount of land will be identified by its size and by its location and potentially by its zoning. Right, because um, if if you're thinking about how you're going to build uh, your own metaverse, you're kind of building your own city or uh, state, and you you need to think about where is going to be the infrastructure, how much commercial space you want to have, who are you going to rent it to, what is the blend of uh, of of tenants that you're going to have, how much residential you're going to have, is it going to be luxury, is it going to be like uh, affordable, um, is it going to have a component of each. Um, you know, so all of these, all of these considerations, and by the way, offices, right? Because you're going to have offices and hotels probably as well. So um, if Yariv is looking into uh, Decentraland or a Sandbox or Elysian, <coughs> um, he would covet um, the uh, most um, desirable location, right? If you're going to have to, to be in the Times Square of, of Elysian, that's probably going to cost you more. And it's probably going to be worth more if you rent it or if you sell it, right, because you can trade it. You can trade it. It's going to be an active marketplace in which you can you can trade those assets. Now, bear in mind, if a metaverse is very successful, then probably your assets are going to appreciate. If, meta, if, if a certain metaverse is, is not very successful, then you probably overpaid and that land is going to be worth a low price or potentially nothing. 
blend into that all the risks um, and volatility that is surrounding the crypto space, right? Because the crypto can go up like 20, 30% a day and it can go down as well. So, so everything is kind of affected. And, and we've, we've seen, you know, in the last uh, few weeks, uh, even months, how uh, crypto becomes more and more correlated with NASDAQ. Um, it becomes um, kind of a technology assets um, called crypto, but, it, but it's basically, you know, it's, it's, it becomes very correlated to NASDAQ. And I think if you look at NASDAQ that went down like 25% since the beginning of, of the year for different reasons, right? Because of interest rates going up, because of inflation going up, because of the tapering, um, money printing, um, and just, and just, you know, what's going on macro in the world, Ukraine, et cetera. Right. Um, everything, everything is kind of speaks to each other. And when you go back to metaverse, it's also being affected by, by things that are going on in, in the world. But my personal opinion, I think supported by, so, so Goldman and Citigroup just issued a research report. And the research report is about metaverse uh, by 2030, like in nine years from now. And their estimation is that this market could potentially go to $13 trillion. Um, now, again, going back to your kids, if you think about what occupies them, what they're concerned about, how do they spend their day? Um, they're very savvy with uh, iPhones, computers, Androids, Xbox, uh, PlayStation. Um, so, so for them, it's it's very it's kind of a no-brainer. They do that all day all day long. They they do Fortnite, they do Minecraft. Um, so, so I think for them, uh, it's going to be very intuitive being in this world. If you also add to that the fact that uh, our work environment changed pre-COVID and post-COVID, when you think about Zoom, right? Uh, Zoom, you know, is going to transform into metaverse because at some point you're kind of, you, you want to be as much as you can next to the person uh, in front of you. You want to feel that you're kind of in the same office, in the same environment. You want to see what, is, what he's doing in, in terms of his body language. Um, so, so I think that's going to be a major thing in the metaverse. And we're going to focus on that at Legion. We're, we're going to focus on the business environment and how you transact kind of doing, you know, the LinkedIn of, uh, of, so, of, um, so it's interesting. You mentioned that like the, the LinkedIn or the business environment. So I'm, I'm looking there, there, there are already several different metaverses. Um, you know, you mentioned a few of them. Um, and how, how do I go and, and, and pick the one that's, right for me, uh, where, where should I go with all the different ones that are out there and then the ones that are coming out? Right. So, so first of all, it depends what interests you. Um, you, you, you can actually go and, and scroll through, uh, for example, uh, Mana, which is Decentraland or Sandbox um, or other metaverse. You can just Google, you know, metaverses that are out there and you can, you, you can go inside, see the website, see the graphics, see what they offer. Uh, you may connect with one more than the other because of certain features or because of uh or, or because of certain aspects that they have and you didn't like the other one um so so i think that's one thing second is to follow uh what's going on in that specific metaverse for example if music interests you and like you said snoop dogg is uh doing a collaboration uh with sandbox um in terms of music right he's, he's doing kind of a music hall uh, music concerts that you can participate in, um, you, you can dance, you, you can meet people, uh, you, you can listen to certain kind of music. 
Uh, if that if that interests you, then then great. Uh, if you're interested in uh, I don't know like uh, car racing or, uh, or or a certain type of game that you can find on 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 a different metaverse uh, that may pick your interests, right? So so I think it depends on on personal interests and, and likes. How are we going to monitor, uh, if at all, what's happening in terms of business programming in the metaverse versus uh, kids going into metaverse? Is there going to be a way to to make sure that um, there are ground rules in place that that only appropriate persons are inside a specific metaverse? And again, I'm asking that specifically because, you know, my my kid comes up to me and said, hey, I want to download this metaverse. Yeah, no, great question, because I think that uh, what we're starting to see is that like anything else on, on the internet, there are, there are some stuff for adults. There are some stuff that, that we're comfortable that kids will be engaged in and, and some things that are not. So um, in the future, and it's starting to, to get there, uh, you're going to have your own ID. And your own idea will have uh, certain attributes like your age, maybe gender, and, and, and basically you would be um, forbidden from entering certain spaces on the metaverse. It's, it's like entering certain zones that you're not permitted to if, if you're below a certain age. Uh, so, so I think th- that's one of the things that we're going to see. And, and remember, I mean, it, it's a problem or a challenge that we're uh, facing on the internet any day, right? It's, it's like, where do, I, where do our, our kids go um, and browse? Uh, what kind of content they're seeing and what kind of content we don't, we're not interested in them seeing. There's a lot of stuff on, on TikTok. There's a lot of stuff on Instagram. So I, I think it goes back to the same kind of challenges um, and, and Metaverse will have to, to deal with it in the same way. Let me ask you a question. Am, am I too late to the game in the world of Metaverse? Like, is this something that whoever's in there, in there or is there still opportunity to get into this world? Not at all. You're not late at all. I think it's, it's only the beginning. Uh, like I said, in terms of uh, investment banks and other people that are uh, investing, investigating this and thinking, where is it going to go? It's, it's, drop, it's just a drop in, in the sea. And I think it's just starting. And I think from real estate perspective, uh, if you ask me, I think all of the large real estate uh, developers and companies are going to be present in the metaverse. They're going to have, uh, when you think about how you structure a building, when you think about rendering, when you think about uh, zoning, um, all of these uh, items uh, are going to repeat themselves, I think, in the metaverse. And th- they come with a lot of knowledge. They come with a lot of experience, all the, all the leading uh, real estate players. And I think um, th- they are investigating, they're, they're educating th- themselves as to how to come into the metaverse. Um, and, and you start seeing the large brands, right? You're seeing Adidas, you're seeing Nike, you're seeing uh, 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 PWC, you're seeing uh, NASA. I just read today that they're entering into the metaverse. Um, you, you, uh, Snoop Dogg, you know, you're going to see Microsoft just bought a company for $70 billion. Uh, Facebook is, is there. I think all the large players will be there um, in in a certain manner. And, and I think uh, real estate sector brings so much knowledge and expertise on how to build your own building on the metaverse, how to uh, design it, 
what kind of blend do you want to have in your neighborhood in, in terms of uh, infrastructure? Where do you put the roads? Where, where do you put the, I don't know, swimming pools? Where- Are you like working with, with real world engineers, architects to, to design these things or yeah. these? Yeah, we met with a city architect uh, here in Israel to get his input and advice on how to structure the city. We are uh, accompanied by um, various advisors on, on terms of uh, metaverse and how to structure and build the city. Think about uh, VR advisors that are um, also in design, design, designing uh, partners that are active in the space and kind of are very savvy in terms of real estate, how to, how to structure. And they actually work for the big real estate companies. They're just taking that knowledge and expertise into the metaverse. So yes, there's a, there's a lot of consultation and kind of brainstorming on the to do and not to do. So Yoni, how should we look at this going forward as, as a generation that didn't grow up with the metaverse? People should be um, very intrigued by what's going on. Um, I think there's a generational shift that is going on. Um, and we as parents and, and grandparents, etc., cetera, um, should understand that, should be respectful of that. Uh, it's very different from our generation. Um, and it's... it's um, it's something that um, yeah, needs uh, time to absorb. But as I mentioned, our kids are much faster than we are. Um, they, they're very um, receptive to that. And when we think about that kind of uh, product or that kind of world, uh, we have a lot to contribute to that. Um, I'm, I'm talking about lawyers. I'm talking about architects. I'm talking about real estate companies. I'm talking about partners, right? Um, think about the music industry, think about the sports industry. We're going to have a stadium in, in our world. Um, you, you can meet events. Think about just dating, right? Then, then you can meet your uh, future uh, loved one on, on the metaverse. You can have your own avatar. You can meet people. I mean, today people are meeting through Tinder and, and different stuff. Um, in the future, I think it's, it's going to, to change a bit. As I mentioned, it's going to change the office environment as well. So I think people should be open to that. I think they, they should look into that, explore it. Uh, they're going to hear more and more about it as we go. And, you know, every day I see a new announcement about a new company that is, is entering into the metaverse, opening a store in the metaverse. Um, that, that's, I think that's going to multiply. And uh, we just have to, like going back to your question, we, we, we as the responsible adults need to uh, kind of keep it within the boundaries of uh, of uh, what we would lo- want it to look like. Yoni, this has been informative. I'm, I know we're just doing a podcast. Maybe we'll in the future do a metacast. I don't know what the right term is just yet, but this has really been insightful. I really look forward to learning more about this and uh, and notwithstanding the topic, seeing you in person soon. Thank you so much for being with us today. Keep sharing with us uh, new and exciting things. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for joining us for Herrick's podcast, Herrick Does That. To learn more about our firm and to listen to additional recordings, please visit us at www.herrick.com.